folks, we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee and with a skeleton crew. It's the skeleton crew today. Now, most of us don't look like skeletons, but we're a skeleton <laughs> No, crew. I'm far from that. <laughs> but it is a skeleton crew at the at the moment this morning. We, I'm Jim Ross. We got Delk Kennedy, owner-operator on the board. Always glad to have Delk here. Good morning, Jim. And Sarah Elizabeth, part half of the dynamic duo. Yes. Representative Scott Sapicki is busy with the eggs and issues breakfast this morning. Is that the uh, put out at the 4-H Center? No, it's actually across the street at the Memorial Building. Um, and that's when the state... Breakfast lo- Rotary? Yeah. Uh, it is uh, during the time that uh, Breakfast Rotary is normally held. It's sponsored by Murray Alliance. And it just brings uh, Representative um, Sapicki and Kip Capley and... Um, Joey Hensley? Joey Hensley to let them... Um, Sort of a town hall, uh, how things yeah. are going at the legislature, what's happening. Um, you can ask questions, and they sort of give a rundown. So, uh, okay, it's a it's a neat event. If you've never been, it happens every year about this time. Well, it's necessary, you know. I mean, Scott is and Scott and Joey both really, for that matter, are really pretty good about getting out there and having these kind of things where you can bounce stuff off of them mm-hmm. or they're let's put it this way they're available yes they are and um and they do well about communicating on what's happening during the state legislature you know well there's other things that are going on what uh, else we got we uh, got a full um tomorrow is the 20th annual kiwanis yard sale and my mom is a Kiwanis. Representative Sapecki is a Kiwanian. Um, uh, many of my friends are. Um, and this yard sale is fantastic. It's a it's a wonderful it's thing. It's got to be huge. It's huge. Um, it's at the Memorial Building. Um, we have been cleaning out at our house, um, but they um, they donate your unwanted gently used household stuff a drop-off is today from one to four um at the memorial building so no sale today but drop off the items because they go through and uh departmentalize them (laughs) you have the kitchen stuff you have books you have plates you have that kind of stuff they do not accept clothes tvs Sleeper sofas, computers, printers, and monitors. Nothing electronic. Nothing electronic. Um, And it's a really neat thing. I have found stuff over time going um, and helping mom as well as attending the sale that are like treasures. You know, first edition books. One time I found a cookbook that was from like 1903. Wow. It was a cool cookbook. I still have it. Um, I found some Murray County history books uh, sometimes because people clean out uh, their estate sales or estates. Mm -hmm. People clean out estates. So you you never know what you'll find. Um, uh, And it's always interesting. But the sale is Saturday uh, tomorrow from 8 to noon. Um, and all proceeds benefit the Murray County Imagination Library. So that is uh, part of Dolly Parton's book, program, books the from deal birth. She started, yes, yeah. she started that. Um, the proceeds from this sale go to that. Um, the Kiwanis Club gives approximately, and I, I, get, I got this. you had the numbers. Yes, forty-five. Oh no. 45 children receive books monthly in Murray County. So wow. you get it from books to when you start school. Ellie Grace was a part of that program. It was really neat to get those books in the mail. And it would have Dolly Parton, you know, on the back. And it says Imagination Library to Ellie Grace McLeod. And um, and we enjoyed reading those. And that helps get children excited about reading um, at an early age. And that will kind of play into everything that they're trying to accomplish at the state level. Yes. You know. So um, other things that are going on, um, the polar plunge uh, for the uh, Special Olympics at the Mule Town, right? (laughs) No. I'll volunteer. I'll volunteer Representative Scott (laughs) Sapicki for that one. (laughs) He's not here to represent us. Um, uh, But uh, though that is at the Mule Town Rec Center. The registration's at 10 o'clock on Sunday, and plunging begins at 11. All right. Plunging. That's plural. Do you jump more than once? I don't know. I wouldn't. 
I'll tell you what. about that. I, yep. No, no, I would jump twice. You know what? Because I would jump in. As soon as that water hits me, I'd jump right back out. Yes. There so. we go. But, but you get your sponsors, and then you plunge, and the money raised goes to the Murray County Special Olympics. Yes. Uh, and then uh, the minimum cost to participate is uh, $75 for adults and $50 for students. Um, I think I think that's so cool. Um, what the, but no I will pun not, intended. No pun intended, but I, I will do that. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, or, or they have a category called Two Chicken to Plunge, and you can make a donation of our Oh, there tiny. you go. <laughs> Two Chicken to Plunge. You know, something I think I like that category uh-huh. <laughs> a lot. Oh, <laughs> make me. your donation to Murray County Special Olympics and be Two Chicken to Plunge. <laughs> two Chicken to Plunge. <laughs> you know, Del, uh, growing up, there's a whole lot of crazy things we did growing up, but one thing about getting older, we do get a little sanity to it. Us after a while, uh, well, we, <laughs> or we, discretion. We can only hope. Yeah, <laughs> there's always some backsliding. <laughs> well, I was a competitive swimmer, and I was in all temperatures of swimming pools, and I hated a cold swimming pool, but I swam a lot faster. Um, my times were always improved in a colder swimming isn't, pool. Isn't that interesting? I think I just wanted to get out. <laughs> So now my bones won't let me. Um, I know Delk will cover most of these um, at his. Is it eleven? Yeah, yeah, but go at eleven it, o'clock it, show. Let's let's hit it, let's let's hit hit it all him. twice. Yeah, yeah. I think diff- it's diff- good. Maybe I a little bit different audience. Yeah, now. we may have some listening now and later, and vice versa. Yeah. yeah so um, they're going to have a llama llama pajama party at the children's museum. So um, that's a llama llama children's book series. It it, it is really cute. The long, I should have brought one one of the books. It's so good, Um, but uh, they'll present a llama llama pajama party along with the speech language learning center um, this Saturday. Um, From there are two sessions: one from eight thirty to nine thirty, and one from nine forty five to ten forty five. It's a story time uh, with donuts and milk. They will also make a llama themed craft. Um, there will be a live llama in the museum. Where in the world do they find one? A petting zoo, I guess. I guess. Isn't there somebody around here that that mm-hmm. has uh, that has uh, llamas and alpacas, both uh-huh. or something yes. like that? They're very alien looking. Used to be, <laughs> yeah, it used to be out on Salmill Pike, I think. Uh, yeah. But I don't know if they're still there. No, I don't know. Well, Bob Tarter's got some strange creatures yes. out there. He's, yes. He's, he's got <laughs> kangaroos. And Just strange things. Hawks, yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you keep a kangaroo? I don't uh, know. They're violent. Fin- well, not only that, but fenced in. I mean, if a deer can jump a six-foot fence, think what a kangaroo can do. I know. I don't know the logistics of that. I know. No. Maybe we should get Bob Tarter to come visit us. You someday. really should. That, 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 would, that would be, be fun. That would be, be fun. That would be fun. So a mission at the Children's Museum is $15 for members and 20 for no, uh, non-members, and only children require a ticket to attend. You'll probably just need to contact the Children's Museum to see if there's any availability for that, because I know they book up quite really fast okay. for their events. So um, it is Gumbo Sunday at Amber Falls Winery. Um, that sounds good. Oh, done Gumbo. It. This Doesn't time it? of year, yes. And particularly if, if the weather's still a little coolish. Yes. So Amber Falls Winery and Cellars is located at 794 Ridgetop Road. Um, and it is Sunday from 1230 to 4. It's a family-friendly event. Uh, the menu will consist of authentic Cajun gumbo with sides, which will be served from 1230 to 3. And music will be Kenny Durham and cross bridges from 1 to 4. No outside beverages will be allowed. I'm pretty sure that the proprietor of Amber Falls is from Louisiana. I think they do this. Yeah. They do this once, twice a year. Yeah, so I think that's awesome. That's awesome. And then there's other things going on with musicians and and things happening um, throughout uh, town. So that's pretty cool. Always good. So we got the Kiwanis Yard Sale. On Saturday, yes. The polar plunge Sunday on Sunday, and then go get some gumbo to warm up from your That's polar right. plunge. Yeah, and some and some various other things. Uh, yes. So it sounds like good. We went. I'm going to segue a little bit before sure. a break. We went to the Vanderbilt UT women's basketball game last Sunday. Well, at Memorial Gym. 
both quality programs. They're not leading the conference, but they're both in the upper yes, half, I think. That was fun. You know. That was fun. Well, I spent my time uh, – I had a daughter that played Division One college basketball, mm-hmm. and I shot it from the sidelines. Oh, that is a neat gem. Well, no, I take it back. I shot it from underneath the goal. Mm-hmm. Now, Vanderbilt was a little bit different uh, yes. because they they seat their people on the end. Mm-hmm. But most places I could go, I could just stand right up under the goal mm-hmm. as long as I just kind of remained a nondescript, so to speak. Yes. I uh, didn't have a problem. <laughs> with it all but man i tell you what you talk about a view and a spot i mean you're right in the middle of the maelstrom mm-hmm. i mean they're the, they get down there and they <laughs> go crazy and it's fast too it's a lot faster than you might think yes yes but it was it was neat it was not a packed gym like the men's games are um i grew up going with my hickman grandparents um two vanderbilt basketball games they had season tickets and that was so much fun. I've sent on those. They still have the wooden bleachers up in some of the sections. Of well, the it's gym. also kind of odd if you're courtside or even close to courtside, you're sitting below the floor. Yes. And that's kind of odd looking, too. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to wonder, Del, who put this gym together when they did all this stuff and the players on the ends and all that kind of thing. And I know the coaches hate it. Yeah. Because they can't get, they want to get down the floor. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I noticed that the coaches stood. Yeah, I don't know how. I, I just and remember Memorial Gym was put together sort of stages at a time. I'm not sure they planned it all the way it is from the get go, you know, but kept expanding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was a, a fun uh, Sunday event to take Ellie Grace to. That well, was her first SEC basketball game. Well, I bet she enjoyed it. She know. did. She did. Um, and they had the little pet band from Vanderbilt and the cheerleaders and everything. Everybody's so. out there. Everybody's out there. So. Mr. Commodore or whatever. Yeah. They, what are they, what are Mr. they calling? Mr. C. It was on the back of his jersey. Yeah. So, so. Um, But that's a good uh, place. If you want to see an SEC game, tickets, women's tickets are reasonable. Uh, comparatively. Comparatively, yes. And, well, I don't know. I think on the men's side for Vanderbilt this year, they may come across as a little bit less expensive yeah. this year. It's not been a great year. No, for, not for them. Not for them. You so. know, believe it or not, though, they they are not at the bottom of the conference because Missouri is winless in the SEC. Oh. And Vanderbilt has got Vanderbilt, one. Vanderbilt yes. has got one. <laughs> you know. And Vanderbilt, you know, Vanderbilt really needs to – up their game a little bit. I mean, they're historically they have been a very good basketball school, mm-hmm. and they could stand to kind of get that that mojo back. Yes, you yes. know, and they need to spend a little money to do all that. So anyway, talk about spending money. We've been spending money. We got to make a little money, so we're going to have a few messages, and we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. <laughs> Parks Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality new and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I'm a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit TaylorFamilyFarmTN.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. And we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Sarah Elizabeth finally getting her headphones on. Yeah. Now, I'm just playing. Get with the program here. Get huh? with the program. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For the history moment today, we're going to talk about the Battle of the Alamo. All right. So this a lot was of Tennesseans in there. A lot of Tennesseans. Um, it was during Texas' War for Independence from Mexico. Um, the battle lasted 13 days from February 23rd, 1836 to March the 6th, 1836. Well, I so, had no idea. No, I didn't either. I thought it lasted maybe two or three. And that's about it. No. Um, in December of 1835, a, gr- a group of Texan volunteer soldiers had occupied the Alamo, and it was a former Franciscan mission located near the present-day city of San Antonio. Um, those missions, like the Alamo, um, I worked on one in, uh, it's called Tumacockery. It's in, um, in Arizona. Um, those are neat places. 
in the desert. Well, and they're all kind of fortified. Yes, they're all. Yes, it's and just. Now, have you ever have you ever been to San Antonio? I have Alamo? not. I have not. Well, but, I have. Alamo is just about downtown San like, Antonio. <laughs> <I know. laughs> That's what somebody told me. It's they're not like, out in the middle like, of you're nowhere. You're not going to like that. Like it you're used not. to be. <laughs> so, but on February 23rd, a Mexican force numbering in the thousands, led by De- Santa Ana. Yeah. Um, began a siege of the fort. Though vastly outnumbered, the Alamo's 200 defenders, commanded by James Bowie, the Bowie knife. Bowie. Bowie. And William Travis, and including the famed frontiersman. Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett held out for 13 days before the forces finally overpowered him. For the Texans, the Battle of the Alamo became an enduring symbol of their resistance to oppression and their struggle for independence, which they won a year later. So the battle cry, remember the Alamo, later became popular during the Mexican-American War. What were the Mexican casualties? Because I think it numbered in about a thousand or I so. I think so. I think so. 200. Um, let's see. Lost 200 of, of, the, um, of the Americans, but... But I think in a thousand Santa Ana, I think caught a lot of flack for this one. I yes, think he, he lost a lot of people. Mexican forces suffered heavy, heavy casualties, losing between six hundred and sixteen hundred men. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah, well, comparatively, comparatively, yes. I mean, so, um, our uh, Sam Houston was the newly appointed commander in chief of the Texan forces, um, and he wanted San Antonio to be abandoned. Um, but uh, they dug in, the the defenders dug in nonetheless, and um, and that's where Davy Crockett had died. Davy Crockett just had arrived in Texas in early February okay. of that year, so he's newly. Well, I was going to say he wasn't there for very long. No, he was not. Do we know the age of Davy Cro- Crockett on that one? I do not. Ooh, Ooh that take you to task. Take me to task. Yes, I bet I your mama knows. Mama probably. Sheila, knows. call in. Hurry up. <laughs> I do not know. So, um, unfortunately, I know I know a lot of stuff, but not that. So that's that's probably a trivia thing I need to add somewhere along the way. But I keep um, thinking he was in his forties, but probably I think so. You know, he had served. Um, he was in Congress. For he one was or in two, Congress. One or two um, terms. That is the song said he patched up the crack in the Liberty Bell. Oh Lord, Davy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sarah Liz is not going to sing karaoke today. But I also wanted to talk about the Mexican American War as well. So, um, and that um, that expanded the United States very the, much so. Very much so with our very own James K. Polk at the helm. Um, he he pledged during his campaigning in 1844 to annex Texas and Oregon, um, and he did that. Um, and they called it the glorious constellation known as the United States of America after they added those. Well, he wanted to go. We wanted to go coast to coast. Yes, and that was called Manifest Destiny. Yeah. So, um, I and thought, what were the years of the of the Mexican War? The Mexican War was um, from. It broke out in 1846. Okay. So it was over a boundary dispute. American, um, so, uh, and they issued a call for 2,800 Tennesseans to join the ranks, and 30,000 responded, and this cinched the name the Volunteer State. There you go. First earned during the War of 1812. I thought I thought the Mexican War was where we got it. No, because they called for them, and then they mustered and went and fought the War of eighteen twelve with Andrew, yeah, with Andrew Jackson. So, um, the first and second Tennessee Volunteer Infantries were raised in Middle and West Tennessee, respectively, and a regiment of cavalry came from East Tennessee. Okay, um, all served uh, in the battle with distinction. Uh, the four, third and fourth. Fourth and fifth infantries were recruited after a major fighting ended and acted principally as garrison troops and supply line guards through the third Tennessee saw some action on uh, the last day of the war. The troops were confident the war would be over soon as any war. Everybody thinks the war will be over soon. Yep. And they all continue to drag. Um, there were uh, the cost was estimated um, 75 million. 
That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Also, sickness. uh, All these people got sick too, and and we saw that during World War One as well. You know, measles, smallpox, typhoid. Where you saw it really was in the Civil War. If I remember right, I think about half the casualties in the Civil War were due to disease. Yes, dysentery, cholera. All yes. kind of stuff. Yes. So um, they say that more than 11,000 died of disease while 1,700 were killed in combat. <laughs> Figures. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, um, so uh, the press was able to widely influence the public opinion over the war because of the telegraph. Okay. Telegraph came in um, to common use during the Mexican War. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. You think about that. So um, most of the places like Trousdale County, Fort Campbell, Buena Vista, Cerro Gordo, and Monterey in, Ten- Monterey in Tennessee are all associated with heroes from the Mexican War. Did y'all know that? I did not know that. Buena Vista? Buena Vista. Um, there were three future governors that fought in it. We have a Buena it. Vista drive in Columbia. Yes. Remember, right? Yes. Yes. Um, there were three future governors that fought the Mexican-American War, William Trousdale, William Bowen Campbell, and William Bate. And they used their wartime experience as stepping stones to high office. What about Sam Houston? Sam Houston was in there. Um, a lot of future Civil War officers were involved in it. Robert E. Lee, USS Grant. Um, yeah, a lot of Civil War generals cut their teeth in the Mexican yes, War. Yes, that's what they said. Yeah, Jefferson Davis, James Longstreet, John Hunt Morgan, Winfield Scott, uh, Braxton Bragg, Thomas Stonewall Jackson. That was one of the first history books I like really got into was a book about Thomas Stonewall Jackson. Yeah. Um, P.G.T. Beauregard. I love that. P.T. Beauregard. P.G.T. Pierre Gustave Toutant Beauregard. Say that ten times fast. Yep. Oh, you got to love the name. I've been to his house. Beauregard. I've been to his house in New Orleans. Joe Hooker, George Pickett. Um, but the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo in 1848 formally ended the war. Okay, so about 46 to 48, only about a two-year war. So under its terms— That's pretty good for us. Yes. Uh, Mexico ceded the U- United States uh, Western land in return for $15 million. Goodbye. Uh, this was known as the Mexican Secession. Um Included present-day Arizona and New Mexico, parts of Utah, Nevada, Colorado, and California. And Mexico lost more than 50% of its territory. Mexico is a big country. Yes. And that's but, a lot of territory. But you think how it went. Uh, well, I thought I thought the Oregon issue was was with the British. I didn't know it was yeah. with, the, with the Mexicans. Well, I think there's a sec there was a section. I got you. So, um, and also relinquished all claims to Texas and recognized the Rio Grande as the southern boundary. Well, as <laughs> Del could say, such that it is. <laughs> such that it is. But um, there were all. <laughs> let's don't get him started. No, folks. let us not. <laughs> Moving on. Um, also, Gideon Pilla, he was a general during that time. Um, there were other... Famous for immediately surrendering yes. up at uh, <laughs> uh, Fort um, Donaldson. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, um, and that was during the Civil War. Um, there were also other people. What I found interesting is Adolphus Hyman. He was born in Prussia, and he was an architect in Nashville, Um, He went to the Mexican-American War. Uh, He was the hero of the Battle of Monterey, where he served with the Bloody First and was later promoted to a major. And when he returned to civilian life as an architect, he designed many of the fine buildings in the region. St. Mary's Catholic Church, the Tennessee Hospital for the Insane, (laughs) Belmont Mansion, and the Giles County Courthouse. Okay. And he also did, he designed tombstones. I didn't know you could, I didn't know that was a big well, market you, for designing tombstones. Uh, the Giles County Courthouse is magnificent. Yes. It is. Yes, it? it is. It is. So, but he died in the, uh, in the Civil War while serving as a colonel in the 10th Tennessee. Uh, the Battle of uh, Buena Vista. Now you said he came from where? Prussia. Okay. 
I keep thinking about, you know, our own Pulaski, but he that was during the 1812, or mm. was that during the Revolutionary War? Revolutionary War. Okay. Um, but the Battle of Buena Vista was on February 23rd, 1847. See, I found all these February 23rd things. It was so fun. <laughs> um, this dramatic engagement had General Zachary Taylor against the villain of the Alamo, Santa Ana. And Taylor had left the Army that by 1848. And he became president of the United States. And the town of Buena Vista in Carroll County is named in honor of this battle. Okay. So, um, I thought something else was interesting. Um, There was a wine chest that was Santa Ana's that was captured by the Tennessee troops at the Battle of Cerro Gordo in April of 1847. Um, And uh, it remains... uh, And he also had a cork and wood prosthetic leg that was captured by the 4th Illinois during that battle. And the leg is on display at the Illinois State Military Museum. And then the wine chest is on display at the State Museum. The Tennessee State Museum. Tennessee, okay, Tennessee State so, Museum. So you can right. see that. I thought that was pretty cool. I wonder how one. big it is. I don't know. How many, how many bottles it would hold. I don't know. It looks like a dirty ice chest. <laughs> well, I suspect so. I suspect so. If you're on the trail, you, yes. know, you would. Yeah. So, uh. but anyway, I I thought that was pretty neat going down through through all that to start with the Alamo and go through the Mexican-American War to see what all happened and where everything all ended. Right, so up. you said the Alamo was 1830 Six. Six. And then the, the Mexican War started in 1846. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so about 10 years okay. difference. So. Okay. All right, folks. Well, i tell you what. I think it's about time for us to take a break. Delk, uh, can we arrange that? We can. All right. I'll tell you what, folks. We'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Mark. Curry at the trailer store. We are a local family-owned business. Every day I work with my wife Susie, my mother Becky, and my son Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer. Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. This is Del Kennedy from Porch Radio. Today I'm at Foodland in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. I'm speaking with Bobby Howell, your hometown grocer. Foodland has got a new circular out. It's got specials that will run through next Tuesday, February 27th. Bobby, what's happening at Foodland this week? We got ground chuck, $3.99 a pound. Eight-pound bag of jumbo russet potatoes, $3.99 each. Domino sugar, four-pound bag, two for seven. Coca-Cola half liter six packs, two for nine. And then next Tuesday on February 27th, we have a $2 sale day, which Guantley bologna is $2. Hot Pockets are $2. Five-pound russet potatoes are $2 a bag. Wow, that's amazing. And so those $2 specials are next Tuesday, February 27th. One day only. One day only. Okay, I got it. All right, folks. And remember, for guys who grill, Foodland has got the best meat department in Murray County. I guarantee it. Bobby, have a great week. Thank you. And we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. You know, Sarah, Representative Scott Sapicki has entered the room, and he is wearing his best suit and tie. He looks like a Philadelphia lawyer. I tell you what, you know. He's looking at me really you know, bad now. We, ought, we, we need to make sure he holds the microphone up so everybody can see his suit. Yes, you know, and yes. Check out his hair. <laughs> And it's perfectly quaffed. That's right. That's right. So you had fun at your at the at the uh, eggs and issues. Uh, my sixth one. Uh, six, <laughs> yeah. uh, my my sixth one. Eggs and issues. Uh, really, really good topics to talk about. We talked about uh, growth. We talked about uh, highways. We talked about education. We talked about uh, budgets and so uh, property taxes. Uh, there's a there's a big debate right now that's going to go on, I, and I know it's it's not education right now. It's education is still the main driver, but the big debate coming forward is uh, this property tax freeze that's being uh, proposed by the Beacon Center on county governments. Okay, uh, what it does is it uh, now we are only one of seven states in the country who don't already have this. All right, only one of seven. Yeah. So we're not crafting new. We're not thinking outside the box here. We're like late to the late to the dance on this one. Yeah. There's a uniform act out there. Well, it's not uniform. It's just all these states are adopting it because um, it's it's a bill designed to protect the taxpayer. That's what it's designed to do. Um, It's designed to keep county governments from taxing and taxing and taxing, which now makes it very expensive for people to live here and drives people that have been here their whole life, like Bob Duncan, who was on fixed income, right? You know, when he, if he's retired and you keep raising taxes, you start to press people that can they afford to still live here. And so with our agriculture base here, et cetera, this is is a, a thing that we're debating. Now, we did, we think we got the Beacon Center who's carrying the bill with the speaker to consider on high growth counties, which Murray County would be identified one, to use inflation as the moniker. And what the what the the proposal right now is a county could raise taxes two percent every year in a three year aggregate of total of six, right? But they have the power to go above and beyond that. It's just the bill says that you have to bring it into a referendum, and the county commission has to sell it to the public that this increase is needed, and then the people get to vote on it whether they want to pay higher taxes or not. That's if you're going above above 2%. Uh, one year, six percent in aggregate aggregate for three. three. And this is property tax. Property tax. Okay. So – now, there is talk about putting some kind of uh, kicker in there for high-growth counties that maybe that that year is tied to inflation. 
So possibly they could – inflation is, I think, 4% right now. So if this bill passed, instead of Murray County as a high-growth county being held to 2%, they could go to 4%, and then anything above 4% would have to go to a referendum to the people. Yeah. And so it's a way for – to bring governments more accountable to the taxpayer. Um, and, you know, I mean, I was on a county commission. If we decided to raise taxes, which we didn't my four years we were there, but if you don't raise taxes – or if you do raise taxes, the taxpayer normally doesn't feel the pain until the following time to pay property taxes. Mm-hmm. And most recently, I think we raised our taxes 31 cents or something like that here in Murray County. And what's really funny is when you look at the aggregate over time, if you take all the tax increases, I think over the last 25 years, and you take those and you put it aggregate over time, it's roughly 2% a year. Yeah. So I, I guess the bill does put some guardrails on the county commission, but in historical nature, it kind of flows right in line with what Murray County has been doing. Uh, But it does bring accountability to the county commissions and stuff that have to go to the people and sell them on, hey, we need to do this. Whatever whatever this is, they have to go sell them on. Mm -hmm. And the tax, the, the property taxes help fund things in the county. That's true. Oh, yes. That's true. Schools. Schools. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, I mean, and I don't want to get into this. I mean, I'll do it if I have to. But, I mean, you look at when, in 2015 when I left the county commission, our budget on the county side has doubled. Mm-hmm. Our budget on the school side has doubled. But we've only we've only increased about 10,000 people, right? Yeah. I mean, our, our, I'm sorry, 20,000 people over the last decade. So our population hasn't doubled. If it was, we'd have 160,000 people here in Murray County. Mm-hmm. And in our school system, we've only gone up about 1,000 people over the last 10 years. But the budget has gone from 72,000 with Director Hickman, the old Director Hickman, to $144 million right now. Yeah. Now, it's going to be an interesting debate coming up. But, um, <laughs> and this is what I will tell everybody, is I work for the people of Murray County. I work for my district, right? I don't work for a government agency. I don't work for a group of individuals. I work for the District 64. And my job is to do things that are good for the people of District 64. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a debate. I don't think it'll be much of a debate in the House. It might be a little bit bigger debate in the Senate, but I think the House is probably going to pass this. Yeah. So there you go. Other than that, it's normal business up in the General Assembly, averaging about 29 meetings a day. <laughs> uh, spending a Press lot of uh, uh, committees working on some stuff. Uh, we did pass. Uh, Senator Hensley had our new math bill, okay, and the artificial intelligence bill. We're on the House floor and Senate floor at the same time yesterday. They both did pass. They're on their way to the governor's desk for signature. Um, our bill on driver's licenses for our 15 passenger vans and under for our schools that the state misinterpreted to require a full CDL was just supposed to be a normal passenger van endorsement. That bill is moving forward. It'll probably That's behind the budget, but it's only got like a $2,000 fiscal note, so that'll be kept up. That'll be swept up uh, in, the sweeper, in the sweeper that will be funded. Uh, but that's just to bring things in line, in line yeah. with the, the federal, federal guidelines. That's all it does. Okay. Uh, but it's it's a big relief for our public schools now that they don't have to have a, a, a big bus driver. They can go buy those smaller bu- school buses and have people have coaches drive them around to like you know to, to like sure. sporting events. Uh, the girls cross country team swim team or a swim team right that's made yeah. up of fifteen people right or ten yeah. people instead of having to take that big bus down the road you can take a small smaller vehicle. Yeah. Uh, the the other bill with Chandler Anderson, our own Chandler Anderson here, about uh, assaults in our healthcare facilities, uh, that bill does have a twenty two hundred dollar fiscal note. But I've been told by budget that that bill is going to be pulled out and will be funded this year. So if you assault somebody in one of our healthcare facilities, uh, you will pay a, a higher price criminally for doing that. Don't assault the people that are here to help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that bill originated, Duck smiling because he knows it was Chandler Anderson right here in Murray County that originated that bill. That's the way the system's supposed to work, right? Yeah. We get an idea from the locals. We work on the idea. We take it to the General Assembly. Sometimes it moves through right away. Sometimes it takes a little time. Uh, and then so I, I got about three or four other bills. But my goal is I'm trying to get all my bills passed into the House floor as quickly as possible because the school choice bill will start in the House on Tuesday. On Tuesday of next week. And it's, it's going to take us seven weeks to get it to the floor for a vote. Seven weeks. So this bill will probably be one of the most looked at, dissected, debated, p- 
poked and prodded bill that I've, I mean, probably in the last 20 years. How yeah. many committees have to vet that? That just seven. that one. Seven, seven, committees. seven committees have so to vet pretty that. Pretty much by the time that thing reaches the House floor, just about everybody in the General Assembly at one time or another has had the ability to, to cast a vote on that bill. We should know pretty much before it even gets to the House floor what our vote total is. And it's going to be a big bill. Like I said, it's 40 pages long. Uh, we hope uh, I'm, I'm going. I have to go to Nashville today to finish some. Hopefully, some. If everybody, if everybody will leave it alone, <laughs> finish the final words on that bill, and then get it public so that we can start letting people, letting the public see what we're doing. Uh, there were two bills released on the Senate side. Uh, they're pretty much generic versions of what the governor wanted. Um, our bill is when you see it, and hopefully by the time next next week it'll be out and already hopefully through maybe one committee that I can come and give a detailed report because I'm going to stay off of three dudes in a view. Doug smiles at me. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he's going to let me do that. But um, uh, but next Friday, obviously, the bill will be out. Maybe I can come over, uh, we can uh, allocate some time, and I can walk everybody through yeah. exactly what's in the bill. I think that, that would be good. You're welcome on Three Dudes anytime. We'd love well, it. Well, I know, but Mr. York's, you know. You, you got a lot of opposition on that Three Dudes in a View now, Doug. Well, that's... I think they're ganging up on you. That's the nature of the beast. Because you got because you got a silent partner on there with Clayton. So you need to get another vocal partner on there with you. Oh well, there you know Debbie Matthews comes to mind. You think? <laughs> Ron Hart's not a shrinking. Oh violent. Lord, look, Ron Hart is is uh, uh, we were very compelling, very smart. I was sitting in my office waiting between meetings, and I happened to pull it up on the, on the internet. And I had some we – about five or six members were in there working on the school choice bill. And we were listening. I think it was the Tuesday or Wednesday version of Three Dudes in a View. And they're like, what in the world is going on there? They're just yelling and screaming at each other. I said, combat radio. That's pretty much what they do. <laughs> MMA. That's what it is. You know? And so and then Del gets to wind up his week with the soft and gentle nature of inside Middle Tennessee. There That's you go. Right. Uh, so we'll keep you abreast of what's going on up there. Next week will probably be a big week, big week in the general summary for school choice. Uh, the House bill will be out. And people will start discussing that bill. And I think what you'll do is you'll see the intention of what we have, not only for school choice, but for our public schools in, in general. Mm-hmm. So Good deal. There you go. And then, You know, uh, there's, all, there's also some actual sports things going on. I think that a lot of the high schools are in playoffs. There is. Uh, I, I, I've been a little busy. So I have not been keeping up with this, what's going on. But um, I know Columbia Academy, I think they go to Memphis today to play in the semifinals or yesterday. It's one of the two. I can't remember. Yeah. But I haven't seen any news on, on from Columbia Academy. But I know they have is to Is this go a to, region or a sub-state or is this a state tournament? I think if they win this game, they go to Murfreesboro. To the state. To yeah, the state to the, this is sub-state. But, but remember, we don't have the amount of teams. We only have – I mean, we, we, we don't have a lot of teams that you have to play to get there. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit quicker for the private schools to get to a state championship, maybe by a game or two. Yeah. But I think they're headed to Memphis either today or tomorrow – no, yesterday or today to play a Memphis team that they should have they should beat. Yeah. So there's a good chance. I mean, you know, football we lost in the semifinals – there's a good chance that Columbia Academy basketball might be playing for a state championship here. Yeah, and I and I uh, is Columbia still involved? I mean, I'm sorry, I haven't been no, keeping up. I with don't that, that I don't know. I don't I'm, know. I'm not up on the Columbia lines right. as far as whether or not where they are. And I know Santa Fe was making a run, and Kalioka was making a run. So I'm sorry. I mean, I just been a little tied up. No, I, I get it. Well, it, a couple of those may be on there as far as the. Um, where they all are. Well, there's a little bit of a lag on them right now because most of these were games that they already played earlier in the week that, yeah. are, that are on here. But um, I'll tell you what, though, folks. I, if it's still around, you need to go out and watch some girls' basketball. Uh, number two, Wayne County. Number five, Richland. Number six, Loretto. Number seven, Summertown in the, in the girls' rankings. Dude, there's some great, great girls basketball, girls' basketball being played all around us. So get out and go see them. And then in the boys, uh, Columbia Academy, they did lose to Webb. They dropped to number four. They were number one. And Summertown sitting there in small schools at number six. Yeah. So, I mean, Summertown's always had great basketball. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah. So it must be something in the corn down there or something. <laughs> you know? Something there, some fertilizer they're putting in there because they, they're great basketball teams down yeah. there. Well, Santa Fe's typically for a small school mm-hmm. is always very good. Yep. And then, the, you know, the college shuffle continues, and basically everybody's looking towards March Madness, which is right around the corner. 
Uh, we'll be getting into the tournament time here and try to figure out how that's all going to sort itself out. Then we go to the least two productive days in the United States, the Thursday and Friday opening of March Madness. When <laughs> If you need some, some work done, you better just wait until that Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what's going on. Uh, well, you know, the Kennedy Gaming Commission makes a lot of money during that time. Yeah. Well, hey, hey. <laughs> what? And Ellie the Greek will do her that's right. <laughs> Delk, ignorance of the law is not a defense. You know that. Uh, no gambling. No, no gambling. Yeah. <laughs> Kennedy spirits and gambling on the second floor of WKOM. Yeah, they're always spirits about. <laughs> is the radio station haunted? Do you think it's haunted here? Some say. Well, when the infirmary next door, my mom is not here. I there, think there, there is. It is haunted. It's a, it's a ghost named, um, um, oh, what's his name? Collie. Uh, Drake. <laughs> Drake. <laughs> he ain't dead yet. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, um, just enjoy enjoy the weekend the best you can. Mule days around the corner. Around yes. Our way. Yes. Um, we're praying for good weather um, because I've been out there when I've been snowing. And those those mule days are not fun. Rain, sleet, right. snow. So it's just a nice day because it's burning great. up. <laughs> it's great to see everybody come out. And and today we had eggs and issues with the Murray Alliance. Great turnout. Uh, excellent questions. People are engaged. Uh, it's was it before. a packed room? It was very nice, very nice. And people stayed. We ran late, as you know. I got here late. Uh, people stayed to, to hear us. And uh, I, I'm going to tell you pu- uh, publicly. I mean, Senator Hensley and I, I'm really, I'm blessed to be able to work with him because in over the last six years, we able to, we've been able to do a lot for the people of Tennessee working as a team. And so I'm just really grateful to be able to work with him. So, yeah, there you go. Murray County, too, for that matter. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, what else we got going on? Doug, we're going to be out here early for you. Do yeah. you won't be no, late we're going to be out on time. We're going to be time, out though. on time. Yeah, and that news break yeah. is, a, is a hard break. You know that that we can't uh, we cannot mess oh, up around here. Yesterday, I got to go to see uh, President Trump. He was in town yesterday at the Omni. Right. Uh, went to go to an event with him. Uh, got within probably ten feet of him. Um, he looks very well, very well. You know, with vigor. Uh, seems like he's got the fire in his belly again. Uh, gave, gave a very impassionate speech for about thirty minutes. Um, seems like he's got his finger on all the hot topics that are going on, and not only here but in the world. Um, so he seems rather engaged. I really hope, I really hope that the people of this country get to see an honest debate between President Trump and President Biden. It will and never you, happen. And you will get a direct contrast of the state of both both men. It will not happen. Uh, because we are in a state right now with, with China, with Israel, with Iran, with, with the Houthi rebels, et cetera, et cetera. Our economy, right? I mean— we need somebody that can grab the reins of this horse and 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 get it back in stride. So they're like a trotter, right? Keep a trotter in step, mm-hmm. and things go well. Yes. Well, I'd read a good article uh, where Senator J. D. Vance uh, gave a uh, was talking about the situation, and I think he's exactly right. We're spread a little thin from a military standpoint, oh, yeah. and we should still fund. Ukraine to some degree, but we need to get the European Union to step up. Well, I would argue that because they got more to lose than anybody. I think what you need, and it's what Trump said, is that you need a mediator between Putin and Ukraine to draw this to a close. Figure out a way. You need some way to cut a deal to figure out a way to get this thing done because a the loss of life is incredible there. B, the infrastructure is destroyed in Ukraine. And C, there's no win in this one. They're yeah. both going to lose. So yeah. you, need, you need someone to be able to let them both save face and close this thing out. Yeah. All right, folks, the music has started, and that's our cue. It's going to be a great weekend. We appreciate everybody being here with us. And we'll be back next week with Inside Middle Tennessee.